Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, we talk about this a lot, the things I love and hate about the hobby. (laughs) I, I talk about a lot of things that I guess I'm very opinionated, but one of the things I alternately love and loathe about the hobby is that no matter what you do, no matter how carefully you plan, no matter how carefully you execute, stuff sometimes can go completely sideways, can go wrong for no apparent reason. Now, why is this? Well, it's the same variable which we've come to extol, to emulate, and adore. Nature, of course. Yeah, her. She'll entice, she'll challenge, she'll reward, and she'll punish you, sometimes in the same day. Nature can be wildly unpredictable, yet often thoroughly logical at the same time. You could do everything right, and nature will think of some way to throw a proverbial wrench into your plans. She operates at her own pace, with her own rules indifferent to you or your ideas, your practices and motivations, whether you're a beginning hobbyist, an advanced person, a YouTuber, an Instagram influencer, whatever. Things can go totally crazy, can go sideways, can fail for no reason sometimes. Yet, with all of her wild and unpredictable actions, it's never a bad idea to show some deference to her, isn't it? With our heavy emphasis on utilizing natural botanical materials in our aquariums, I can't help but think about the long term of their function and their health, specifically the changes that they go through as they evolve into little microcosms. As we've discussed here many times over the year, a botanical method aquarium has sort of a a cadence of its own, which we can facilitate when we set up, but the reality is we must let nature dictate the timing and the sequencing. We can enjoy the process, even control some aspects of it, yet underneath it all, She's in charge from the beginning. She creates the path. It starts with an empty tank. Then there's that, you know, lush fragrance that's exuded by, you know, crisp botanicals and leaves during the preparations, the rush of excitement of the initial placement of the botanicals and hardscape materials into your tank, the gradual tinting of the aquarium water, the softening of the botanicals, the developments of fungal growth, biofilms, and algae patinas, perhaps even a little bit of cloudiness from time to time because of microbial growth or whatever substrate you're using. And then ultimately, there's the decomposition. It's all part of a process which can't be hacked or rushed. We can change some of the physical aspects of our tanks, you know, equipment, hardscape, whatever. But Mother Nature is in control. She calls the shots here. And I think that's perhaps the most important lesson that we can learn from our aquariums. As aquarists, we can do a lot. We can change the equipment, correct initial mistakes or shortcomings the system might have had, you know, from the beginning. We set the stage, so to speak. However, in the end, it's nature which does most of the real heavy lifting here. Nature rewards us for our good decisions, scolds us for our bad ones, and provides cues on what future decisions we need to make. And nature does it all indifferently, without judgment. It reacts positively or negatively to our attempts to control it. Even when things totally go wrong... When our best laid plans for our aquarium seem to veer off the course that we've set, we need to understand that it's not really off course. And it's not us who are totally in charge here. It's her. It's nature. It's tough for a lot of people to get it, but that's why the reality of a botanical method aquarium is that it's perhaps one of the best ways to bring nature into our home. More so than the aquarium approaches that use the word nature so much. They blur the lines between nature and the aquarium. Now, sure, planting aquariums give us a similar challenge, but the botanical method aquarium challenges us in a different way. It tasks us to completely accept nature in all of its beauty. 
and yeah, make us accept that there is beauty in things like decomposition, biofilms, and fungal growth, even detritus. Things which, as we as Aquarists, might have been indoctrinated to loathe over the years. You only have to look at pictures of wild aquatic systems of the world to realize that it's not all crystal clear and sterile out there. And that our aquariums, in all their tinted murky glory, will reflect this. Nature calls the shots here. I've said this a million times and I, I'm totally confident that that's the way it is and that's totally okay. Yes, I know an aquarium is not nature. Yet it does function in accordance with nature's laws, regardless of what we want, right? Regardless of whether your home is, uh, your aquarium is housed in a, a, a suburban Los Angeles home or a tract uh, uh, apartment in Chicago or, you know, London or Burkina Faso, whatever. It's subject to nature's regulations, if you will. And it's an ecosystem to the aquariums that reside in it. One of the things that we've seen, you know, seen more accepted over the past few years in the hobby is a trend towards people saying this word realistic aquariums. It's a good trend. However, it tends to focus on the aesthetic and not the function. It's important to try to foster these more realistic systems in both form and function or function first. Yeah, not just systems which look like nat natural environments, rather systems which are modeled as much after the function of them as the aesthetics, functional aesthetics. You've heard me say this a billion times. And that means accepting some things. What we see as going sideways is just an opportunity to learn, to accept different things. And I think this is where the work that I've done over the years falls. If you had to nail me down into one specific philosoph you know, philosophical approach to aquariums, the space between, so to speak, sort of a straddling multiple approaches with nature as the ultimate arbiter or critic of what we do. I take a less rigidly, aesthetically controlled, less high concept approach to setting the stage for nature to do what she's done for eons without doing as much to help it along. Rather, the mindset here is to allow nature to take the course and to embrace the breakdown of materials, the biofilms, the decay, and to rejoice in the ever-changing aesthetic and functional aspects of natural aquatic systems, warts and all, and how they can positively affect our fishes. Yes, things can still go sideways sometimes, even when we let nature run the show. But that's part of the charm and awe, really. And that's absolutely what occurs in nature. Random distribution of botanicals and branches and stuff like that. Now, to a certain extent, currents and spatial factors, like how wide and how deep a given stream is, affect the distribution. But for the most part, it's quite random. And that's the fascination and beauty of nature. This randomness, not just in the way things look, but the way things function. Random factors that influence uh, change. I think, I think that we as aquarium people have developed some amazing rules to proportion out aquascapes in an artistic manner and all that kind of stuff. But it's my opinion that it's also okay to let things go a little bit, to be a little less technical, a little more impulsive. I have to admit that I often squirm when I see some of these aquascaping videos and the scaper goes on and on about, you need to have a large element here to offset this piece of wood there. And I'm like, dude, why? It just seems so restrictive. Do what you like. And of course the answer is, you know, they'll say, because it looks better. And of course, I cringe again because I'm not sure what better means, although the serious aquascapers are often correct. They understand proportion and art and whatever. But that being said, I still think that a certain degree of randomness, even with what some would label as haphazardness, is good. And more important, awareness of how things really work in nature is even more valuable. Couple good taste with these two key factors and you're in really great shape in my opinion. Anyways, back to nature for a second. I believe that an aquarium that attempts to replicate a sort of chaotic scene like the ones we talk about so much here starts with 
what looks like really artificial placement of wood anchored by numerous details which soften, define, and fill in the scape. This is as much as you're going to hear me talk about aquascaping ever. It's a sort of analog to the theater or motion picture concept of mise-en-scene where pieces literally set the stage and help tell a story by providing context. I mean, that's it. I'm not going to go crazy with the scaping stuff. But unlike a scene which or escape, which depends upon the growth of plants to fill it in and evolve it, the botanical method aquarium is largely what we call hardscape materials, which require the adept placement of these materials to help fill the scene. So, you know, use some precision in how you place your wood. I get it. And of course, part of the evolution, though, is the softening, the redistribution, and the, the breakdown and the covering of, uh, you know, these materials with a patina of bio cover, just like what happens in nature. Nature's been working with terrestrial materials and aquatic habitats for uncounted eons, and nature works with just about everything you throw at her. She'll take that seemingly unsexy piece of wood or rock or a bunch of dried leaves, and given the passage of time, the action of gravity and water movement, and the work of bacteria, fungi, and algae, she'll mold, shape, and evolve them into unique and compelling pieces as amazing as anything we could ever hope to do in our imaginations, if we give her the chance, if we allow ourselves to look at her work in context. If we don't worry about it when things go a little sideways once in a while. If we don't give up. Always have faith in nature. She'll challenge you. She'll tempt you. She'll school you. But she'll also educate you, indoctrinate you into her ways, and take you under her wing if you let her. Let nature handle some of the details. She pretty much never messes them up. Don't fight her. Understand her. Don't be afraid to cede some of the work to her. Botanical method aquariums are not just a look, not just an aesthetic, not just a trend, not even a mindset. Rather, they're a way to incorporate natural materials to achieve new and progressive results within the hobby with the fishes and the plants that we love so much. So set the stage and enjoy the random, compelling, and ever-evolving work of an art that's the Botanical Method Aquarium. Started by you, evolved with that steady hand of nature. Stay engaged, stay thoughtful, stay curious, stay creative. Stay adventurous and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Fellman from Tent and Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tent.